Hello, and thank you for joining us for That Solo Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves. One of those people is me. I am Michelle Kane with Voice Matters, and here as ever with my wonderful co-host, Karen Swim of Solo PR Pro. How are you, Karen? I'm doing well, Michelle. Thank you. How are you? I am just rolling along. Yeah. <laughs> you know, spring is finally here, so, you yeah, know. Well, okay. We won't tell. I the stepped time. outside this morning to uh, with my sweet snow. baby, and there was crunching under my feet from the ice that had rained down upon us. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a little snowy around here. Yeah, it it actually held. I mean, I'm gonna say that you know when frozen ice falls out of the sky, it qualifies as hell. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a little frigid winter weather game, but I'm pretty sure they yeah. call that <laughs> Winter's having a little trouble letting go this year. And okay. uh, although I don't know, I, yeah, we've had worse snowfalls, but yeah, once we had a taste of, you know, 50, 60 degrees, it's like, excuse me, 29. I don't think oh. so. Cause I'm I all about the 29. We've been 18, 17. <gasps> no, no, thank you. No, no. We're all about feels like temperature was like as low as nine degrees on Saturdays. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Spring better amp up its game. Well, maybe we can help usher it in because today we're going to, you know, you kind of get that seasonal urge to purge around this time of year. Yes. And uh, so being the good solo PR pros that we are, we're going to talk today about financial spring cleaning. I love it. Although (laughs) I think, you know, honestly, of this topic, I really do be <laughs> not one that we address in any great detail a lot. No. And around this time of year, I know that we are all like taxes, <laughs> taxes. but the spring is a good time to do some reviews and to tighten up some processes. And I'm so, I'm actually, I really am excited about today's topic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, sometimes I envy accountants. I don't envy the hours that they're putting in these days, but you know, if they're just numbers, there's no emotion in them. You know, you don't have to get, be creative or, you know, yeah. Come up with things. It's like, it's just numbers. That's just all they are. But, but yeah. And like you said, taxes, I mean, by the time I get ready for everything, I mean, not that it's, it could be worse. It can always be worse, but still, by the time you, you, get everything ready for your account and you're thinking, oh, I do not want to look at any of this anytime soon. However, it is the best time to do so because you'll soon learn what you owe, whether you owe, how your quarterly payments are going to change. So we're just going to bop through some some good best practices, give you some inspiration on, um, you know, things like record keeping, how are, are you invoicing customers in the most efficient way? Are you checking your bank accounts? Are you keeping your eye on things? Because goodness knows phishing and scammers, that's all happening. And, you know, evaluating some of these things that, you know, maybe, ugh, why do I have a subscription to this? I didn't even know I had a subscription to that. <laughs> and, and all that sort of good business. And and I think it's it's hard for us sometimes as solos, we think, Oh, you know, I'm just a company of one. Why would I create a budget? Well, because you're a business. And I'm talking to myself here too. So <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so, you know. Yeah. And I, I think that there are things that we, you know, that we understand and that we do kind of intuitively. So, yes. you know, we know the invoice clients. However, spring is a great time to review your invoices 
and yeah. to make sure that you've done a reconciliation. If you haven't done that yeah. in a while, because yes. sometimes you can forget to send an invoice. Um, sometimes you, you know, maybe if you use a system that does sets up your retainer invoices for you, but you have it not send it automatically, you have it in draft mode, you, something can slip through the cracks. So you want to make right. sure that you are up to date on all your payments. So do a reconciliation, make sure, first of all, that you've billed everyone that you're supposed to bill, that you've added any expenses that are supposed to be expensed back to your clients. Because again, right. that's another thing. Sometimes a bill comes in after you paid it, it came in after and you forgot to attach it. So right. in that mini little audit of making sure that you build everything you're supposed to bill and that you've gotten all of your money. And if you do have anything that's outstanding, that you at least have a handle on that. Maybe it's still within that window. That's okay. But, you know, just doing that audit shouldn't take very long just to look at that. And then, you know, it's also a good time to see if, you know, there are any changes that you need to make to the way that you invoice. Is there something that you can improve upon? Right. About once a quarter, I like to pull up each individual client's payment history to look at how quickly they pay. Um, I know it just helps me to understand because every client has a pattern. Some, you know, pay within two days, some take 18 days. And so that's kind of a good thing to look at too, to see how fast your clients pay. Um, and what information can you draw from that? You know, what's causing the faster payments to come in? Is that something that you can duplicate across your business? Right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it just kind of helps, you know, your cash flow. So, yeah, so let's break it out. You know, a lot of times it, it feels overwhelming. So, you know, we thought today we'd go through and break out, you know, what should you do monthly? What should you do quarterly? So, you know, like you said, monthly, not only are you getting paid, but you want to make sure you're paying your vendors, or at least I love this. I am the queen of online paying, you know, <laughs> like, why should I write a check and mail it? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, you, you can either fully automate it or, or set it and forget it. But you also want to make sure that you're, you know, that you are being billed fairly and that you aren't incurring any charges that maybe are incorrect. You know, especially if some of your vendors like to offer discounts, don't lose those. That's a really good point. We can sometimes miss those mm-hmm. and you don't want to do that because in addition to maybe paying other contractors, you do pay vendors. And so if there is an opportunity to get some savings by the way you pay. And so one of the easy examples to think about is if you, sometimes you may start a subscription and you started it monthly because you weren't sure if you were going to have use of it. But now if you've been paying and and you are using it, it's become a critical part of your toolbox and you're, you know, five, four or five months into it, oftentimes you can save money by switching to an annual subscription And so, and you can do that in the middle of, you know, your monthly, it's okay. They just prorate it and then you can pay for those months and it's a savings. And so, you know, this is a good time quarterly to look, to see if there are any of those savings that you can take advantage of. Right. Right. And, and I always like to make myself at least a month out from that annual renewal, a little note on my Google calendar. Uh, So I'm not surprised then because. I've learned that you can forget things. <laughs> like, wait, what yeah. was that? What was that chunky deduction? Oh, right. Yeah. So I, that is that's a stellar tip. I put it on my calendar too. So yeah. I plot out all of my payments on a calendar with the yeah, amount right in the top yep. line so that it pops up. 
Yep. And then I can look out and, and that helps you to really keep yeah. a handle on your budget and the variances from month to month. Yeah. And it's especially important, you know, if you pay your, your auto insurance quarterly, or I know around here are water and sewer, it's not a business expense, but that gets billed yeah. quarterly and, you know, yeah. things like that. So you don't forget them and even your business insurance, you know. So, you know, and, and it makes sense then, you know, trying to create a budget around all of this, right? Because we know that, you know, you know what's coming and it may be in your head, but sometimes it's good to get it out of your head. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even if it's a spreadsheet, you know, you don't have to develop a any grand, you know, thing in QuickBooks or Quicken or, or have fresh books, but which you certainly can do, um, especially if you want to run a PNL and just see how you're doing year over year. But if it's just, I am a huge fan of profit and loss statements. Yeah. And, and if, you know, here's the thing, people, this, this can sound scary to a lot of solos. And sometimes when you say that they are like, Oh, oh God, I'm not doing that. <laughs> if you use any type of accounting software, fresh books, QuickBooks, and most of us use something you can have your system run that for you as long as you're tracking things accordingly. And so it, it's, and if you need to do this by using some of your system, maybe you're not capturing all of your expenses through your accounting software, then you could still do it manually pretty easily. And, and here's why it's important. You need to know the profitability of your business. And I will also add that it's a good time to look at things that are missed on the numerical P&L, such as this is a great time to look at your tracking of how you're spending your time. Mm -hmm. Do you have a client that is eating up way more budget than they're paying you? So an overall business P&L, but I also think that at least quarterly Mm, or you know, twice a year, look mm -hmm. at individual PLs for your clients because you can streamline things. You know, if you have a client that is wanting to do extra meetings or lots of extra reports, you need to get a handle on that because everything that you do yeah. has a return on what you're getting in. And so you think that you're getting this big fat budget. But then when you look at the amount of time that you're taking to deliver and deliver on non-critical things, like in my mind, a, you know, lots of extra reports is not really delivering value to the client. Mm -hmm. That's not really why they hired you to be administrative. And right. so conversation about what are the metrics that are really important? And I like to do that right from the st start. How are right. we going to track success? What does that mean to you? And then track the metrics that matter and report on those, period. Right. If a client is starting to add all these extra things in, or if you say, hey, we're going to meet once a month and suddenly you find that you're having five meetings a month, that's an issue. And that yeah. is going to detract from the profitability of that account. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, another thing to consider quarterly and, you know, especially as you plan this out month to month, you know, it's, it's not as though if it's a quarterly payment, you're going to just bam, pay it out of perhaps that month's income. This is why it's good to check things monthly and quarterly because you're going to have your quarterly estimated tax payments. Yeah. So, you know, things like that, if, if you need to, you know, stash some funds away, maybe open a, a savings account where you can stash things and stash your funds. So it's out of your regular spending stream. Do that. 
I won't, I'll reveal back in the day when I used to actually work out of a checkbook for just me, my little self, I used to use one of these nerd pens. You can't see this on the podcast, but my beautiful nerd pen. And when I got my paycheck, I would add it in in green and then I would hold my little <laughs> budgetary items in red. <laughs> I listen. Technology is not the answer to everything. And for some of you who may be using a notebook, more power to you. Yeah, Whatever. Shame in that. Consistent and yeah. you know, yeah. but in addition to that, you know, it, I'm glad that you mentioned the taxes because, especially at this time of year, this is a great time to look at ways to optimize your tax savings. You know, yes. every year you may be surprised, like, something that your accountant catches that you haven't been tracking well. Mm-hmm. Random example, I can remember my accountant asking me about a couple of um, meal deliveries for lunch that I had. And I never thought about it being part of business, but I was at work in my office and it yeah. was a business meal. So you can miss little things like that because you don't think about it. So right. when right. you are fresh on your mind and your accountant's delivered it and your, your tax person has delivered it. It's a good time to take a look. Are there things that I could have done better? Could I have made more contributions to my retirement account? Um, am I getting all the savings that I should be? Am I deducting things? Are there business expenses that are not being appropriately captured or am right. I paying for things personally, that really could be paid for by the business. I mean, it's just, you know, and it may be worth having a a second meeting, just like an hour consultation with either a financial advisor or your, your financial person, if you have one to say, let's look at this. Is there any area that I'm missing? What can I be doing um, so that you're prepared for the next year? It's also a good time to look at how you cannot scramble in March to pull everything together. So is there a way that you can improve your system? Are there things that you can be doing every day, every week, so that when tax time comes, you've got everything neat and tidy and buttoned up and you're not like, I spent the whole weekend gathering tax information. Were you in my office earlier this month, Karen? I said that to myself many times this year, you know, you know, Michelle, a lot of these numbers are accessible before now you could pull it together. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Shh, don't talk to me. But, um, you know, among those two is, is, is your mileage. You know, there are apps that you can use that track your mileage. And then all you have to do is swipe to categorize them as personal business, medical, And, you know, if you don't have an accountant, look, you don't have to hire a $10,000 a year accounting firm to to both do your taxes and just be your advisor. It is invaluable to have someone who understands your business, your type of business, because they know everything that you do not know. And you, you may be either leaving a lot of money on the table or sending way too much money in your tax payment. I mean, I'm all about paying your taxes, but fair is fair. And there's a lot that that they do know that, you know, we we don't know. And I also, Chip makes so many great points. So I I do encourage you (laughs) to back and look at the chat. But there are two things that he just said. One is that go ahead and put the estimated taxes due dates on your calendar for the entire year because they're not 
early quarterly. So those dates are widely available on the RS site. You can, you know, Google, you know, estimated tax payments 2022 and put them on your calendar so that you can, you know, backtrack and start to have things, you know, ready and you can start to bug your accounting person to make sure that you're on time with that. So that's a great idea. And then the second thing that you should do is to, I love this advice from Chip as we're, we've been talking a lot about accounting professionals and financial mm. professionals is to make sure that all of your professionals um, share your philosophy. You know, it, it's yes. kind of went fast. Some, some of us are, you know, greater risk takers. Others are more moderate and some are super conservative. So understand your own personal level of risk and what you're comfortable with and make sure that whoever you are using as a professional shares that philosophy so that, you know, if you're a really conservative person and you're dealing with someone that is, you know, more of a high risk, you're going to have tension and you want to make sure of that. Because, I mean, especially when it comes to taxes, realize that, some things can get challenged. And if you're somebody that's like, I never want to be challenged. I never no triggers whatsoever. Right. No surprises. Like get me all the savings that you can. Yeah. I need an offshore account. Tell me how to get it. So (laughs) style and make sure that your professional matches your style. Yeah, no, that that's very true. I love my account is very calm and very calming. So every time I meet with her, Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, here's something that is definitely COVID related. Many small businesses were able to take advantage of SBA loan programs. Right. Not the grants, obviously, but the loan programs. And those loan programs all got deferred and then they got deferred again. I think they got deferred a third time. Last week. Yeah. SBA loan. Make sure that you've paid attention to emails and communications and that you've set yourself up into the portal and that you kind of review your loan documents again, uh, Mm because there are stipulations in that loan that you need to follow, but also make sure to set yourself up in a payment system. I think it's pay.gov because you can absolutely pay on your loan, even though it is in deferment mode. But the key is to make sure that you know where and how to pay and that you know the date. Check that date because, you know, it's it's easy to lose track of that because they keep moving it out, which is great for small businesses. I think that's fantastic. But you don't want to lose track of your date that you absolutely have to start making those payments. So add this in to your spring cleaning grab that date and put it on your calendar and make sure that you know how to keep track of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's smart too. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, there's a, there's a ton of ways to stay organized and, you know, as you go throughout the year, it's funny. I, you know, so I I'm still in QuickBooks and I I have to laugh at myself sometimes because it's like, you know, Michelle, you went online partly because, well, you wanted to keep things off your computer per se, because, you know, I've, I've tried to do that as a rule, because then when your computer tanks, you're, you're not going, ah, you're just going, oh, yeah. all right. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going to be so much more organized, Karen. I'm going to have it on the app on my phone. And then, you know, after I do my miles, I'm just going to do my, yes, approve my transactions. And I'll be so far ahead. So, okay, listeners, yeah, that's possible. So you just have to like do it. <laughs> 
So my method, just my own personal method is that I have folders in my secure file server. I use um, Ignite and I have for years because I think that they're very security conscious. They've kept me safe. And I have folders there where I store everything. Um, I have those copies in other places, but I can quickly go to Ignite and share a folder with whoever needs it. So that means that I have a central location for all of my documents. I will say that if you are using any type of, you know, electronic system for storing documents, and a lot of our documents come electronically these days, most of us get, you know, electronic 1099s and our forms come and mortgage documents and all of those things are usually electronic. Make sure that you put them somewhere and then back them up. Oh, yes. Yes, Routinely. Do backups routinely on your data so that if anything happens, we know the best of systems can crash, things can happen. You want to make sure that you have backup copies of everything that you need. And you want to make sure that you have that for a very long time. Um, Because if you were to ever get audited and needed to produce receipts or records, you want to have access to those, even if you are, you know, change computers five times over. Um, So definitely that's something that you should add to your, you know, I'm kind of a weekly backup type of person, but I would say no less than monthly, just, you know, make it part of your routine and set up some kind of an automated system where it happens or put it on your calendar. If you're going to do it manually, just plot it out for the rest of the year that you add this task and that you're backing up your data. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the most important of all for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, And, you know, and with that, you know, clearly with some of us, that's a subscription payment. But, you know, as we touched on earlier, sometimes you're paying for subscriptions for things and you may full on forget, right? Yeah. And you may think, oh, wait, why am I paying for this? Oh, no. What? Yeah. (laughs) I've been there. Um, Yeah, we've all been there. One of my spooky kind of moments is sometimes it's with streaming stuff, but, but it's, you know, that has happened to me with something else that I forgot to capture. So there are apps that help you track subscriptions. There are apps like a true bill where they not only find your subscription, but see if they can save you money on it. Um, You use a system like mint, which is by QuickBooks. They have a system that tracks subscriptions. Um, Bobby is one that, I don't think it pulls the data in, but you put the data in and they have made it fast and easy because they have a, a long list of things. So, you know, find a centralized way to capture all of your, even if it's a spreadsheet or a notebook where you just write mm-hmm. stuff down and then again, put that on your calendar so that as your needs change, um, maybe you signed up for coverage book for a specific client and now you no longer have a client and you're really not using it, you need to have a quick, fast way to go look at things that you're paying for routinely, whether it's monthly, you know, quarterly, you know, or twice a year or annually and make sure that those subscriptions are still needed. Um, I'm a huge fan of twice a year, just doing a subscription audit and getting rid of stuff that I'm really not using because, you know, our needs change. Sometimes we find another tool that takes the place of two other tools or there's something that we were using as a tool and trying it out. And you know what? Paper works better for us. So don't lose track of that because it's money out of your pocket. Right. Right. No, absolutely. And, you know, it's something as fundamental as, as your cell phone plan. 
um, you know, think about it because when I, you know, when I first started using my phone for business and let's face it, when I was out and about more and, and going places where, you know, Wi-Fi was slim, you needed, you for me, it's the Girl Scout in me, be prepared. I have all the data, you know, but now I'm thinking, you know, well, is my data plan too bloated because I work from yeah. home. So my phone can be using my, my home internet that I'm also paying for, you know, so how, how much are you traveling? You know, do you have, do you use your phone as a hotspot or do you have a separate hotspot and, and how much is that getting you? So, you know, just take a look and because now everything's getting tiered and, you know, I'm I'm still on this old old school Verizon thing, and I'm still kind of like, should I let that go? You know, the minute yeah. you let that go, you might need it. I'm like, dup, 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 be brutal. Same thing as if it's a ten year old sweater you haven't worn, be brutal. Yeah, <laughs> that's what spring cleaning's all about. <laughs> I will also say it's funny how guilty of this as well. Sometimes you hoard um, your pricing <laughs> tier because. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a thing in the digital age, right? You sign yeah. up for something and you pay $5 a month yeah. and you have it for 22 years while everybody else has gone up to $99 a month yeah. and $5 a month doesn't seem like a whole lot, but if you're doing $5 a month and you've got, you know, 20 of those, yeah. but you're only using one, it yeah. might be time to, you know, clear the clutter and let go of your, you know, longtime customer fee. I've done that on a couple of things. And then three or four years later, I've had to go back and yeah, I've had to pay new prices, but I always make sure that when it comes to business tools, that I am accounting for those expenses in my client. Cause I'm not using, you know, there, I have no need Karen swim of a media monitoring database. Right. I don't care about that. If I were not doing PR, I could right. care less about that. Right. So this definitely is an expense of doing, it's a cost of doing business. Yeah. So I make sure that my cost of doing business is accurate. Again, this is why it's it's good to do those audits to make sure right. that you're accounting for your cost of business in what you charge and you're making sure that your business is profitable because you're looking at these kinds of things. And so you know, I've been guilty of it. And so I would encourage you, don't fear letting go. I mean, I have locked in some rates that I'm like, well, I locked in when it was, you know, four times less money and you just do not want to let it go. Um, (laughs) You're like, I I can't let it go. It's, it's just too good, but, but you're not using it. Let it go. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. I'm like, but, but, but I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, know. I know. It's so true. It's so true. We, we get so funny about some things. Uh, but uh, one other important thing we don't want you to forget is if you have business insurance, yeah. you know, an E&O, any kind of insurance that, you know, make, you know, review that, make sure it's still covering the type of work that you do you know, make sure you're protected and yeah, you know, check around for rates because sometimes, you know, now not saying that the the cheapest option is always best, you know, you always need to weigh that against, okay, well, if I do need to make a claim, how is it doing business with this company, blah, 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 blah. So you need to do your due diligence, but, you know, factor that into your financial spring cleaning because these are all the elements that, 
These are all the components of the engine that make your business run and also help support you. You know, if, if you just take some time and streamline some of these things, you know, even just the mental weight of, oh, I have to do that. You know, if, if you can remove some of that from your shoulders, you'll be so much happier. Yeah. And I here's our final financial spring cleaning tip. Go through and make sure that you have a reliable, consistent system for checking your financial accounts. Um, fraud is rampant, people. And I've had some colleagues that recently experienced it. I had an experience and because I got on top of it immediately, I didn't have a loss from it. But you want to make sure that you know what credit card charges are coming through, what's happening with your bank account. You want to make sure that deposits really land. Um, I know like some of your clients may use electronic systems to pay you. And sometimes you get a remittance advice. Um, Make sure that you track those remittances through and that they ended up as deposits in your account because it's easy to get that advice and think, okay, great, this was paid. Right. No, that's notice that it's going to be paid, but make sure that on the other end that it actually does end up in your bank. So be very meticulous about these things and, you know, protect your finances because you've worked too hard to, you know, have things kind of slip through the cracks. Yeah. Yeah. I sometimes I get frustrated with my bank when they, you know, I'll go to subscribe to something and, you know, sometimes it could be, oh, I didn't realize they were based in the Netherlands, you know, and it'll it'll reject yeah. it as fraud. And then so I have to call yeah. them and say, look, that ten dollars and ninety six cents is okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> or you want the bank that's going to look out for you yeah. too. Well, yeah. if you're I appreciate it. Spelled you or you don't like the security is hardened enough, then you might want to look at other options. It's kind of a pain to change banks, but you know, it may be worth it if you're not happy with the service levels that you're receiving. Yeah. It's definitely worth it just to make sure you're as protected as possible. Yeah, for sure. So we've given you a lot. I hope that this was helpful for all of you. We will do a transcript of this so that you'll have the transcript to look back over and we'll put some resources in in the show notes for you. Yeah. And we hope that you pass this information along and that it inspires you to, to do a little dusting and polishing and, you know, purging of anything that doesn't serve you. Because again, you know, we're all about you having the best you possibly can. Exactly. So what I like to do is treat myself, get up out of my office, treat myself to my favorite coffee shop beverage (laughs) to at least amuse myself through these tasks. So yeah, make make it, you know, make it a little special moment for you if, if you have to kind of psych yourself up for it. And, you know, but the more you make these regular practices, it'll just be like, you know, another thing. So We do hope you found some value in this. We hope we've inspired you to do it. I think we've inspired ourselves a little bit too. So until next time, we thank you for joining us on That Solo Life. Mm